0: Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first-time, second-chances, things that scare the crap out of me, and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the the behind-the-scenes of writing, and the business side of it. Before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Well, it's actually good afternoon. It's 2.38 p.m. here when I'm recording. It's Thursday, August 26th. It's actually my third recording right now of the beginning of today's episode And you may notice throughout the podcast, my brain is pretty scattered right now because I didn't sleep a lot last night. Bobby Voltaire the cat woke me up at 1 30 a.m. and I couldn't go back to sleep for two hours. I'll explain more why because it's linked to part of it is linked to my revision. And yeah, when I came back today, I had to go to the hospital for a study that I'm part of. They were taking blood and For that particular study and I came back and I thought everything was cool. The house looked fine. I had made sure to close our bedroom door. I had made sure to lock the trash. But I went upstairs and Plato the dog had opened the cat food. It was a totally new bag, sealed and he had not even, like, sniffed it. He, sit- he sniffed it once when it was downstairs, but he had not even looked at it since it was upstairs. And when I was gone, I guess he decided he was hungry and he didn't want his own food, which he had in his bowl. But instead, he neatly opened with his teeth the top of the cat food and ate a bit of it. But he did it in such a way that I'm still able to close it with, like, the Velcro thing that there is so yeah he did that very very nicely in my mind and that's what i told my husband in my mind our cat helped him out like i think they both when i was gone they both just talked to one another and decided that this was what they wanted to do with their morning they plotted against they plotted against me and they wanted to eat um again both of them had food in their bowls, but So now let's move forward with what's happening with my revision and deciding on which point of view to write a particular scene from. I don't have the magic answer for that. For me, it's more about is it moving the plot? For which character is it truly moving the plot? Even if it moves the plot for both characters, how does that really work? Yesterday, I wrote... One scene that I needed to add, I it needed it needed to be added, and so I revised the chapter previously to that, previous to that one, and then I wrote that scene. But I think I wrote it from the wrong point of view, and that just stayed in my mind all evening because I was kind of like I was very proud of that scene. It's a intimate scene, and I. I think I pulled it off. I think it's a very good scene, but it's currently from Ryan's perspective, and I think it needs to be from Sorka's perspective. (laughs) So I need to rewrite it from her perspective, because in terms of moving the plot forward, we know kind of where he's at and we don't know where she's at. And so that moment that they're about to share kind of also propels the plot forward for them both, but more from her side. So that's why it's, um, I think that's what it needs to be from her perspective. The scene and the scene prior, it's about 1,400 words right now that, I need to expand a bit on and again rewrite from her perspective. So I have the bones of that scene, but I need to, I need to switch it up. And that is not like when I first finished it yesterday, I was like, Oh yeah, I have it. I only have like two, three scenes to look at more closely and then I'm done. But then I'm not done because that just happened. So it's, uh, It's very interesting to me to look back and think about how do I decide which point of view I am writing from. Because as you know, The Leftover Bride is told from both Ryan and Sorka's perspective. I use the first person for both of them. And to do that, I mean, in any books, even, even, even if it's in the third person, you usually know from which perspective you're writing. Well, for me, it has been also very interesting because there are little parts of her diary that are throughout the book that also help propel the plot forward in a way. But it's an extra way for her to express herself. And it makes me decide a little bit. I think it it kind of, that's why I had started having it from his perspective, because she talks about it in the book in her book in her diary but she really doesn't talk about it a whole lot like she she mentions it but this is not the main focus of her diary at the time and so I was kind of like okay well but if she talks about it then i should have it from his perspective but that doesn't work because again to really come to a certain realization she needs to be the one narrating that particular scene so so yay for figuring it out but Yay for rewriting it. <laughs> and um I'm very glad I gave myself that extra time and extended the pre-order because the more I read The Leftover Bride, the more proud I am of the story that I've written and I think it's I think it's great. <laughs> but it's definitely had has gotten much better in the past couple of weeks so since I like since the 18th of August which would have been the release date which was the 18th of August was wow only a week ago and one day right (laughs) that's what it was so this is what I've been doing in terms of of writing in terms of self-publishing I have so much that I want to do But I currently do not have the time because the leftover bride takes priority. I've been working on the leftover bride at least six hours per day, every day. And I get lost in the revision, meaning that yesterday, for example, I only wanted to, and I I don't get lost in a bad way. I get lost in a good way. Um, Because it's not that I take detours or anything and then like, except for the point of view that I just mentioned, but Yesterday I wanted to revise until 3:30 p.m. because I had quite a few things to do afterwards and I didn't put my alarm clock <laughs> to stop revising and I ended up revising until 4:30 p.m. so one extra hour. I am not rediscovering things but I am definitely definitely giving one extra notch to the writing when I'm I'm you know because I'm also going through some of the earlier chapters as i said and like i'm making them shine and polishing them and i think they're great what i've been doing and as you can tell since it's the second time i'm using the adjective great that a lot of my <laughs> words are going into my writing right now you can ask my husband if you know my husband you can ask you can ask some of my friends <laughs> who know as well that i pretty much lose a lot of my words when i'm writing become very non-articulate when I'm talking. So instead of saying the door, I will say this thing that opens, that's at the entrance of the house because it's just, <laughs> this is just what's happening. Ever mentioned that my brain is scattered? So one of the things that I am doing differently, so one, I should not say things again, one of my revision <laughs> process tools, that's much better, one of my revision process tools is not only using the computer but also reading certain sins on a different support so instead of using the computer I'm, I'm reading it also on my phone so i've once i'm done with you know revising several chapters then i reread them on my phone i give the i give them a bit of time i don't reread them right away i usually give them a day or two sometimes it, I mean, if I just revise them sometimes even just a few hours just to give a first sense on how the different part of my brain looks at the words. But usually I give them a couple of days and then I reread them. And that's usually another way for me to see if it works. But mainly it's another way for me to realize how well it works too. Because once I'm, if I'm revising and I'm in like the weeds of it, and it's one chapter, one sentence, one paragraph, one word sometimes where I'm I'm wondering, is that the right word? Am I, is that working the way it's supposed to be? Is there any way I can make this stronger? Then I sometimes get so focused on that that I do not see the forest anymore. I do not see how well the entire book works. I get very not super maybe a bit critical to my own work but i'm also very just focused on one part and i i have those moments where i'm wondering is this good enough is this you know i may, I may say and i believe that my, that my the story is wonderful and that i'm writing if i say great again it's not gonna work <laughs> then i'm writing an amazing book However, I still get those moments where I doubt that it's good, that it's funny, that it's that, that the readers are going to be rooting for the characters. I do have those moments where I doubt, and they mostly happen when I get focused or too focused on one particular part. Once those parts are polished, and once those parts, once I've made them shine, then when I reread them, they are different outlet when I you know when I read them on a different device then that's when my brain switches and looks at it like a published book and that's when I usually have the realization that has happened for the past couple of days when I reread things and I'm reading them on my phone and I'm like wow (laughs) this is really good those are the moments that I hold on to when sometimes like Even as I'm talking about the change of POV that I have to do point of view, that I have to do for that particular scene, I'm holding on to the fact that everything I've read so far, switching devices, has made me realize more and more how wonderful this book is. So I'm going to keep going. So some of the things that I googled in the past couple of days are pranks between sisters, I did not want to use the ones that my sisters, um, especially one of them, did with me. So I, I googled what other pranks are being done or ideas of pranks between sisters. The opposite of gruff. Boy's name started with D. Boy's name started with N. I needed like two additional hockey players names. So that's why I did that. I also googled pine scented air freshener and then different hockey shots and for that I am very lucky because I have a friend and Sam if you're listening thank you again she knows a lot about hockey and so I was able to text her and ask her hey I just wrote that after doing research about what a certain shot like what what they are called like does that work in that particular context does that make sense and she was able to help me out by make it pop even more with like something that's really particular to Ryan's position that he used to play and um so yeah so that has been some of the things that I've researched and googled and and done this week when it comes to revising I am reading um, Tessa Bailey, The Rules of Engagement, I think that's the one I'm reading. It's a book that I borrowed from the library and I am thoroughly enjoying it just like I do pretty much every Tessa Bailey's books and I have a lot of books to be reading as well because my husband, I've mentioned last week that we were away for My 40th birthday and our wedding anniversary. And he surprised me by going to the Inn Boonesboro, which is in Boonesboro, Maryland, in Western Maryland. And it's the inn that owns, that is owned by Nora Roberts. Mm. She also has Mm. a trilogy that is based, or that is taking place in that particular inn. And one of the gifts that he got me um, was the trilogy, the sign trilogy by Nora Roberts. And the break was amazing. Like we were able to do a lot of things outside. Um, I'm still being very careful when it comes to COVID. And um, like both my husband and I are still being very careful when it comes to COVID. And I was, we were able to eat outside. Um, the inn was not entirely full. Like, I think the occupancy is less right now. And we also got to go to a brewery in Harper's Ferry. So outside having, enjoying beer, enjoying the view, enjoying just dinner for my birthday was great. Basically, it was an amazing, an amazing, amazing few days. And, I know my my husband does listen to this podcast. So again, Alex, thank you so very much. You did awesome, as you know. And it's going to be a very weird transition, but because I'm talking about a lot of things that are making me happy and the revision and everything, and I know I can't be the only one who is feeling so... Just so weird about, not so weird, I guess, but it's it's in the back of my mind. I keep on thinking about a lot of things that's happening around the world. In mm, Haiti, mm. in Lebanon, in Yemen, in Afghanistan, In and then the fires, the natural disasters. I mean, here in the United States, in Greece, in, in other countries, it's just, it's a lot and then when you add the pandemic and and everything i mean it's just it's just a lot i know it's always a lot i mean the pandemic's not always there but i know it's always difficult for a lot of people around the world i'm not that's not what i'm saying it's it's i know it's important that you know we all take care of one another and our neighbors and everything. And I think we can do both. Like we can take care of our neighbors and we can try to take care of people who are far away. And I'm guessing what I'm trying to say is just that if we can, I know that's what I'm trying, is to find small ways to help somehow. And I know it's a very strange transition but it also felt weird again not to talk about it so in my episode description i will also add there is there are several auctions going on for several causes so there is romance landia for afghan women and so it's romance landia raising money for women for afghan women and there is a link where you can bid on different items and some of the items that are Available are signed bound manuscript, the signed copy of Book of Your Choice by Julia Queen, signed copy of Love Lettering, and others. And about the auction, it says Romance Landia is coming together to raise money for the humanitarian crisis happening in Afghanistan. All the money raised through the auction will be going to Women for Afghan Women, the largest women's organization in Afghanistan which provides shelter, aid, and resources to Afghan women, families, and children. And there is another auction called Romance for Haiti, which will be live on August 28th. And it is an auction that's organized by romance authors to help support relief efforts for those affected by the August 2021 earthquake that has devastated southern Haiti. So again, I will have those links on this episode's description and then another link that i will also add is the fisher house foundation and the fisher house foundation builds comfort homes where military and veteran families can stay free of charge while a loved one is in the hospital and these homes are located at military and va medical centers around the world so as always thank you so much for listening don't hesitate to rate review subscribe it really does help And for every writer out there, happy writing and to everybody, happy, happy reading.